Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose. Um, how's everyone doing? Uh, we have a special episode this week. We have a Patreon Unlocked exclusive. So this was something that we released uh, a couple weeks ago. If you don't already know, <laughs> if you haven't already heard me ad nauseum, obnoxiously self-promoting, uh, we release an extra episode on Patreon every single week. So we just thought we'd give you a little little taste of uh, what what goes on over there. When I posted this episode initially, uh, we had some very angry John Mayer fans that were very mad about the fact that we used some quotes of his from 10 years ago to uh, criticize him, basically. And to that, I say that's completely fair if those quotes had been from when he was, let's say, 13 years old and now he's 23. Uh, but actually, those quotes were when he was uh, a fully formed man well into his 30s and now he's in his 40s. So they're fair game <laughs> in this house. I, I mean, for those working like so hard to defend his character in that sense, I would genuinely like to ask. Do you know of a world in which you've known a real live man who uh, in his 30s said things that were extremely racist, homophobic, misogynistic, uh, had multiple exes all tell the same stories about him being incredibly manipulative, um, then he was very sorry, and then, you know, completely changed his character in his 40s, like complete turnaround? Um, if so, and you've, you've witnessed this, what's that like? <laughs> Let me know. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, and, uh, you know, as you'll hear in the episode, uh, I didn't realize my mic wasn't plugged in for half the episodes. So the sound is questionable. I mean, can we just make it part of my charm at this point that I just absolutely cannot get my shit together? Uh, cause I think we're going to have to, at this point, <laughs> just make it part of the allure. <laughs> and the mystique of the hot mess express that is this pod so yeah you can get exclusive episodes every week at patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing or you can download the patreon app and search for us there and so without further ado let's get into it i wanted to talk kibby because i've been lolling about it what are you lolling about do you want to tell um, is this for the pod do you want to tell the listeners what kibby is yeah i mean i feel like the listeners probably know what kibby body types are from tiktok because they're all a tiktok heavy um crowd the tiktok but base. Uh, i'm not mansplaining or womansplaining to you listeners i didn't know what it was until very recently so yeah it's just like a system of classifying body types that's like different than like apple pear hourglass um and the the categories are like dramatic women, women as fruits <laughs> yeah this one's I mean, this one's still like a man created this system and it's about classifying women into different types. So it has its problems for sure, but it's just like a really different, really challenging way of like thinking about your body and your face and your lines and what's like flattering to you and what like magnifies your essence and stuff. And I've been like researching it and um, it's such a read as well. Like you have to be, feel yourself be like insulted many times when you're typing yourself um like I'm a natural and that means 
I'm defined by having blunt facial features and my body is defined by width (laughs) and having square shoulders. So that doesn't like call to mind like a flattering or beautiful image to me when I think about a blunt wide broad or having wide shoulders and that is your campaign and that's your soapbox that you will die on so I don't appreciate this category categorization that you put yourself in I took like an eight hour quiz and I know that that is my reality it's a self-assessment Samantha so no I've I've also been flamed I got into my first like getting read to filth in a reddit section for the first time in a long time. I, I was going to say first. Uh, not, not first. <laughs> not first and not the last. Yeah, but first. Sam's a Reddit troll for any of you guys who don't know. That's what she does in her That's <laughs> not true, but I'm not afraid to, to disagree in the comment section. Let's just put it that way. I'm a warrior of the keyboard variety. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Emily, I'm not a fucking troll. I just, I can't let things stand if they're wrong. But anyway. Um, I like posted a picture of so this is such an annoying story the whole thing is annoying um so there's like a kibby reddit subreddit and I posted in it I like joined it because I'm getting like so excited I felt like I was like a pro I'm like oh I totally get this um and I posted a picture of Sarah Jessica Parker who's supposed to be the same type as me a natural and I was like guys I don't get how she's supposed to have blunt shoulders. I feel like her shoulders are like rounded and small and like, like, does anyone else see this? Or like, am I wrong? And I just got flamed. There was like uh, maybe 40 comments that were all calling me a fucking idiot. They were like, I had to, someone just commented in lowercase, no. And then they had like the (laughs) highest amount of upvotes and like all these comments being like, LOL, right? I had to check and see if I was dreaming and I was on a different subreddit that someone will post something so fucking stupid. oh no it was so bad I had to delete the app I was like on the verge of tears (laughs) because someone disagreed with your opinion about Sarah Jessica Parker that's what got that's what got you don't do TikTok Sam don't don't post on TikTok I won't because I just called I just got called ableist sorry it's not about me but I just called got called ableist by about 50 Gen Z kids for making fun of a celebrity what celeb um like she was the one what's her name who who did a spoken word poem about how she wished she was vladimir putin's mother and they said you're ableist because because i was making fun of her so i was saying she was really disconnected from reality because it was like the it was like five seconds after the war was announced in ukraine it was like nine in the morning and she did a whole spoken word poem about how she would have given him love and he wouldn't have started a war and she could have solved it through her motherly oh i know the i know anna lynn mccord's video yeah but people said (laughs) she has mental health issues she has a personality disorder so you are ableist by making fun of her and i was like well i have mental health issues so you are ableist by commenting by making fun of me So take that. <laughs> it was like it's giving ableism. I'm like, uh well Wait, what yeah. is her mental health personality disorder? I don't know or care. I'm sorry. I what? <laughs> because she has a mental health issue, I can't I have to accept everything that she does. Like by that token, they have to accept everything I do. I don't understand. <laughs> like I'm like what they cancel each other out and what she's doing is funny. <laughs> 
what she did was funny period yeah vladdy i wish i was your mommy (laughs) yeah vladdy i would cradle baby vladdy in my arms and have him suckling at my teeth and he would not be so mad and starting wars no i know so that was what that was uh that was going on for me this week i mean most people resoundingly were like yes this is delusional and unhinged and like celebrities need to be stopped but (laughs) they're like they a couple people came out of the woodwork and uh called me called me an ableist troll and i was like well that is fucked up and i just need to clarify that i was hurt by people calling me stupid it it really hurt to have 40 people call me stupid at the same time because that's not something that would normally happen in life. Like, regardless of what I posted, that is a sidebar. What hurt was the piling on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm just relating to you. Like, it's not fun to feel like. No, it's not. It's not. And we, for years and years and years, we've been listening to the Bachelor contestants being like, I get bullied online every day. And we're like, yeah, whatever. And now it's happening to me on a very small level I'm not a bachelor level bachelor contestant level you know internet personality but it still happens every day I still get bullied every day sure but they also get paid fifty thousand dollars for one post some of them so um that's a little different I feel like when you get some kind of positive reward from your online bullying that's different and your only reward comes from it comes from you know you guys patreon listeners because you're the only ones helping me make any amount of dollars off of any of my content thus far like that that is the only dollars that I'm making and that actually makes this whole thing go round because of basically I mean I'm doing it for the love of making content but also I'm spending the amount of time as you would on a full-time job on it and you know it's not revenue making yet like normal business type of stuff but uh like you know you're not supposed to pick favorite children but I am Chris Jenner and I have chosen my favorites and it's you guys your Patreon subscribers because you're like helping make this happen so yeah 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 no and but no I'm not getting that bachelor money yet but what if I applied to bachelor we're, we're getting off topic here uh, <laughs> maybe yeah I'll either get those brand deals or I'll go on bachelorette Canada and you know just make it happen yeah totally um yeah I'm glad that we got to shout out to our gorgeous patreon baddies once again you're truly our best friends and the only people that we respect <laughs> we love you the most don't tell the other regular regular podcast feed people yeah <laughs> or tell them and tell them that you could be part of this cool club too mm-hmm. um but back to kibby my dream is to get styled both of us soon. Um, and like, I guess your type, I think you're a romantic, but I'm actually not sure because I think you're a little too tall and potentially have too big of hands and feet. <laughs> you gigantic hands and feet. I can't wear certain brands of shoes because my feet are so huge and wide, like a big block of cheese. <laughs> Yeah. They're they're like duck like they're like shaped. yeah and I got big strong man hands I mean not even yeah that's an, actually that's beyond man hands one of my this is okay we're we're really there's a tangent upon tangent and this is going somewhere and that will be the the, the subject we'll get to later but I will I will just say about my large hands and feet one of my greatest joys ever in life is when I start dating someone and they like they do this thing where they're like hold their hand up to yours to be like oh you're a dainty lady usually my hand is larger than theirs or as large and I see the light draining from their eyes 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Escalated. <laughs> these meaty mitts, they'll yeah, just these, toss these, you around. These old meat paws. Yeah. Just yeah. So we'll figure out what kibby type that fits into and how I can dress up these meat paws. <laughs> I'm obsessed with like the thought that you have these like grizzly bear hands that can just like knock the head straight off a man's shoulders. That's the goal. Yeah. yeah. Open jars for my lady friends. And yeah. And yeah. And, uh, and, and defend, <laughs> defend myself. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, they, they're, they're great. They're great. But I, uh, one thing that I think I'm is very really blessed. funny. <laughs> Um, one thing that I think is funny is that romantics are described as having a boneless appearance. <laughs> picturing that jelly face on the that jelly face meme, you know, that with those brownie face, that no. slimy jelly. Okay, well, I'm picturing just a jelly-like creature. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what it brings, of course. The word boneless brings up either like a chicken wing or like a you know, a wobbly jelly, but it, it just means like your bones don't show like they're not like bony at all (laughs) I know it's so hard to understand you're a sphere you're just understand sack of skin on the ground I don't get it I'm gonna have to understand is this just this just just exists to gaslight us like what is this kibby is this a conspiracy like to make us feel bad about ourselves I feel like it kind of is just like a bit of a troll but um and the community is one of the cruelest I've come across on Reddit. <laughs> wow, that, comes, that, that, uh, that says a lot because you've trolled on many a Reddit. <laughs> yeah, the the original The Bachelor is another horrible, toxic place on, on Reddit. But anyway. Bachelor, Bachelor Nation being toxic? Never heard of that. Never heard of it. It's crazy. <laughs> I watched um, the first two episodes of Kanye's Netflix uh, special Genius, and it was really good. Oh man, my person I've been mooching off of their Netflix for years has stopped paying their credit card. So I I, <laughs> I need to get my own. I need to suck it up and get my own Netflix. But dang, I know. I got roasted by the teens at at the youth center I work at for using my mom's Netflix. <laughs> like, you're like, like I, <laughs> you're like you're delusional about what being an adult is. We're all mooching off of someone's Netflix, okay? Like celebrities are mooching off of people's Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, like I signed in to stream a movie for them and then it came up that like my mom's name and I was like, ooh, embarrassing. I'm still on my mom, my mom's Netflix. And this girl's like, that's okay. I'm still on my mom's Netflix. I mean, I am 14, so I guess that's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, thank like, you. And you, will, and you will be at 24 and 34. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> they don't know. They'll they'll get there. It's like how we thought we'd be in like a, you know. A detached house with a picket fence by now two dogs yeah oh yeah I used to think it was like my preference whether I would live like in a beautiful glass condo in the city or like a country cottage or like a seaside house like I thought those were all options that I could choose from or like which do I want the most which would yeah. speak to my heart <laughs> I guess I'll have time to decide <laughs> oh, oh god it's like it's nice to have a good laugh. Yeah, now we're just rubbing two nickels together. <laughs> go move, living on a hope and a dream. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> let's uh, let's talk about people that are richer than us, but certainly not better than us. Yeah. Uh, we we asked you guys who you wanted us to talk about, and 
a lot of you said the next person who we're going to get into, and that would be the roast of John Muir. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by I the plan. way, I hate roasts. I don't, <laughs> I hate them normally. Like, they're, I feel like they're so awkward and everyone has to pretend that they're cool with it. Um, but this one is legitimate and deserved, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I plan on eviscerating him today. So if you're a fan of him um, or his music even, um, sorry, you probably won't enjoy this that much. Or maybe listen with an open mind and you will hate him by the end. Or <laughs> I don't know. I mean. <laughs> it's interesting because he's kind of in his like um, comeback from cancellation phase right now whatever that means like but he's I feel like the narrative around him these days is like we should forgive him and we should all get over it he's just a bumbling um, fool who did some stupid stuff when he was younger and look yeah. if you guys are if you guys are fans of John Mayer like we'll give you our reasons and listen through if you wish to listen through to them and then if you still are standing all right you know that's all good but we've got receipts and reasons <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally um so or why his if, body is not a wonderland no or his, his body his, his his mind is a hellscape and yes. uh <laughs> i just want to mention that like everything we're going to be talking about all his quotes um he's he's well into his 30s when he made these he's a grown man he's not um a teenager making mistakes um He's a fucking pretentious loser, you guys. I'm sorry. Like, I heard he's a good guitar player from people who are good at guitars. Cool. I don't he is care. A really good, he is a really good guitar player. So before I knew what a fucking douche he was, he basically is one of the best modern guitar players out there. And that's just kind of like an industry fact. He's whatever. His musical prowess is legitimate. Nothing else is. <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't get anything from his art. Like, I find that his songs are like very minimal and just kind of a handful of words. And I'm not really into a guitar, especially acoustic guitar. Um, any combination of like guitar plus man, like, typically I don't like it. Um, so I only judge him really as like the cocky, condescending, offensive person I've come to know through his own comments to the media and also what his exes say about him because. We believe women here on this pod. We believe women, especially when there's like dozens of women that we respect all saying the same thing. And yeah, and yeah, yeah. He he no, he's a douche who does his little hair swoopy like, oh, but I'm just like a little puppy dog and I'm just I'm just learning. Him and Jax Taylor are still they're just learning, they're still work in progress. Yeah, they're just a couple 40-year-old men who are still figuring it out. Um, but let's get into it. So John Mayer's downfall like his reputation downfall started in like 2009 ish when he broke up with Jennifer Aniston and he called an impromptu press conference of paparazzi outside his house and told them guys, I broke up with Jennifer Aniston. Okay. It was me. Like, I don't want to waste somebody's time. If something's not right, I'm the asshole. I burned the American flag. I basically murdered an ideal. Like, and Jennifer Aniston was really hurt when she heard this video clip and like everyone kind of thought oh he's just trying to announce to everyone that he got to dump jen aniston you know it's the worst type of like humble brag yeah it's like guys i just had to do it it's me i'm just messed up right now and, and <laughs> all these beautiful women are just throwing themselves at me and i just like i don't know i'm just not in that place right now <laughs> yeah and he kind of explains like why he started getting in trouble with his mouth as like he 
thought of himself as a comedian and he would like sometimes like jump on stage at like the laugh factory and like do a surprise set and he's like all my friends are comedians so I thought I was like just being funny and so he starts like kind of guitar man make joke yeah just things that we need a lot less of in the world (laughs) yeah so later that year um he was interviewed by Christiana Ablahad for Vulture and she was saying that she kind of thought President Barack Obama's Nobel Peace Prize was a little premature and Mayer replied I love you you're beautiful but shut your fucking mouth you're not building a journalistic career you're making yourself look like a moron and you're not a moron I'm gonna forcefully sodomize your editor I don't know he said it was a joke I really don't get the joke the joke Uh, is I'm going to rape your editor you're beautiful but uh stupid wow and that was far from the most offensive thing he said in that oh time. yeah no we're just getting warmed up so then the he does his rolling stone interview in 2010 which is the first of two brutal interviews that year that basically tank his career the most um, yeah his two most infamous Yeah. So he starts with the quote that he says he's looking to date a woman with a beautiful vagina. Aren't we talking about a matrix of a couple different things? Like you need to have them be able to go toe to toe with you intellectually, but don't they also need to have a vagina you could pitch a tent on and just camp out for like a weekend? Doesn't that need to be there too? The Joshua tree of vaginas. Um, And he also said that like when he broke up with Jennifer Aniston, and then like started having sex with like strippers that that reflects poorly on Jen. Like he's like women that he's dated in the past might be like cheapened by the groupies that he like fucks in the future. I don't know. He's a blatant misogynist. (laughs) Yeah. And all the blinds, all all the blinds say that he invites women onto his tour bus and just jerks off in front of them. And that's his thing. Jim he's earned the name John safe sex mayor because he just jerks off and run women. <laughs> so there's that. He talks a lot in these interviews about his like addiction to masturbation, like almost a disturbing amount. Like he brings it up almost every sentence or every second sentence, how all he loves doing is jerking off to porn. And sometimes like he won't even get out of bed and he can't start his day because of his like porn addiction. His his real addiction is talking about his addiction to porn. <laughs> yeah, that too. And there's also Getting some like... There's also some grosser groupie stories that have come out about him, like that he like will ask women to do things that they're not comfortable with. And he really likes, I don't know, weird butthole stuff, or he likes to like pee on women that aren't into it. And he's made a lot of groupies cry with his like weird requests. And if he's addicted to porn, I could see him like pushing the limits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, all of this is alleged and our opinions and rumors and lies. Anyhow, (laughs) let's get back to his very public record from his own mouth interviews, (laughs) which are not alleged. Yeah, he says this about wanting a wife. I want to be the only famous person in my family. I would like for fame to be my thing and graphic design to be my wife's thing or editing or casting or helping people in some actual real way. You are as much a doctor as I am a famous person, and you will tell me about your vocation in the way that I will tell you about mine. Not from my experiences with the same vocation we both have. I'm smart enough now to know to only consider coupling with people who are smart, worldly, capable, and are capacious intellectually in some way. 
end okay. quote. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to. I'm sorry, Sam. You're not gonna like this. I'm gonna step in here. So on its own, like within the body of work, yes, it's douchey, but it just reminds me of my favorite comedian, Heather McMahon. Something that she always says is there should only be one headshot per relationship. <laughs> and like, and she's been very open about the fact that you know she she's engaged and she's getting married and she's like it's all gonna be about me uh, like all the photo shoots are basically just gonna be like solo <laughs> photo shoots I want the attention I want my like husband to be like smart and refined but like it's all you know I'm the showboat so I can see how being famous or being a celebrity is such a big kind of it's a big force to deal with and two in a relationship could be kind of too much but Within a, within the context of everything else, it's 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 douchey. No, Emily. What offended me was, I only want a couple with people who are smart, worldly, capable, and are capacious intellectually. Capacious? Like he's such a fucking pretentious prick. Like capacious means like spacious. So what? He's looking for a woman with a he's lot describing of. Describing a he's describing a type of wine like. <laughs> Full-bodied, robust. <laughs> like he needs some sort of brilliant woman with all this intellectual space that's like capable of housing someone as brilliant and expansive as him and like not competing with him, but like just being perfect. And like, I just hate the way he talks about women. And this is just obviously the tip of the iceberg. That was in Rolling Stone. Later in 2010, a separate interview with Playboy came out. And this was the bombshell. This was like the horrible one. Um First off, he name drops Jennifer Aniston again. He literally can't stop talking about her. And he's like, oh, if Jennifer Aniston knows how to use BitTorrent, I'll eat my fucking shoe. One of the biggest differences between us is that I was tweeting. The brunt of her success came before TMZ and Twitter. I think she's still hoping it goes back to 1998. She saw my involvement in technology as a distraction. And I always said, these are the new rules, Jen. I'm going to need a, like, a cleansing shower after this. I, like... God, he's okay. Like, he's the worst. He's like, let me, like, I tried to explain to her how the world works, but she's just, she's so pretty and dumb. She just didn't get it. And that's okay. Like, oh, and he's like, guys, she's old. She's eight years older than me. Like, she's an old lady. Like, she doesn't even, she just pick, looks at a phone and she's like, what is this? Like, and I tried to tell her and she just wouldn't <laughs> listen. And, you know, I, I did my best. Gosh. Like, <laughs> I just try to help women, but I can only take them so far if they're not capacious enough. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Jennifer Aniston bricks for brains. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. So this is like, this is like the light, the lightest of his offensive interview still we have not even gotten into the meat yet no no we haven't um so he is talking about his addiction to porn and how that affects how he dates um and he says masturbation is better than sex because when he has sex with a girl he's essentially just masturbating but using her body because he's still just thinking about porn or his exes and he'd rather jerk off to an ex than meet someone new um, here's another choice quote. I feel like women are getting their comeuppance against men now. When women are whorish, they're owning their sexuality. When men are whorish, they're disgusting. He's like, he's trying to fit like a 50 point Scrabble word into every sentence because then it will spake his misogynistic 
and douchey ideas seem smart. Like he actually thinks that in our society, women are less slut shamed than men. How could someone be so wrong? (laughs) Yeah, um, I think, well, I mean, I think when you are a celebrity, even if you're so hated, you still have people fawning over you. You still have women every night wanting to go backstage with you. You have enough out there that you can just focus on of positive input that you could be like, well, I've got these 10 women who want to like come on my tour bus every night. Yeah, here's what he says about that. I get less ass now than when I was in a local band because now I don't like jumping through hoops. It's been so long since I've taken a random girl home. I don't want to have to submit myself for approval. I don't want to audition. I'd rather come home and edge my shit out for 90 minutes. At this point, before I can have sex, I need... (laughs) At this point... (laughs) Wait, let me finish. Not the 90-minute editing. (laughs) Oh, God. At this point, before I can have sex, I need to know somebody, unless she's a 14 out of 10. (laughs) Wow. Oh, he's like, look, ladies, I keep my standards high. (laughs) You either got to (laughs) be capacious enough to be toe-to-toe with me, or you got to be a 14 out of 10. It's one of the, it's probably both, or one or the other, if I'm feeling real nice. (laughs) Here's another. I always say turning me down is the new sleeping with me. What is a guy supposed to say to a girl who says, you do this all the time? Girls always say that to me. Sometimes they say, I've been warned about you, but I can undo that in a couple of days. I have a line for that. Keep your warning for a while. Let's take it slow. He sounds like a soft-spoken Jax Taylor. I know! Like, like, he sounds like a Jax Taylor who knows more than four words. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jax Taylor's too dumb. He's dumb and he knows it. That's probably one of his best qualities is that he knows he's his brain doesn't work good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But John Mayer's like, he's like, look. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm a genius. I'm a misunderstood genius. I also got lots of pussy and I'm also a bad boy with a good heart and that's what you guys need to know about me and look people are always warning women uh, and i say look there's nothing i can't overcome like (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like he's like guys stop warning everyone like it's like let them like let them figure it out for themselves here's just a couple more quick quotes about his views on relationships so he's asked what is your ideal relationship and he says here's what i really want to do at 32 fuck a girl and then as she's sleeping in bed make breakfast for her so she's like oh you gave me five vaginal orgasms last night and you're making me a spinach omelet you're the shit and she says i love this guy and i say i love this girl loving me and then we have a problem because that entails instant relationship i'm already playing house and when i lose interest she's gonna say why would you do that if you don't want to stick with me and then the reporter's like why do you do it And he goes, because I want to show her I'm not like every other guy, because I hate other men. When I'm fucking you, I'm trying to fuck every man who's ever fucked you, but in his ass. So you'll say, no one's ever done that to me in bed. (laughs) What does it mean? God, he he reminds me, like, just him saying, like, him, even him talking about giving a girl vaginal orgasms, like, already that just, like, the douche chills are just running down my spine. It reminds me of 
one time I was at a herbal medicine conference and we were <laughs> sitting on the grass with our like hummus or whatever they served us for lunch at said <laughs> this type of event. And this like gross hippie dude who was one of the presenters. He started talking about like his sexual preferences and talking about like his love of edging. And I was like, jaw on the ground and then he was he thought it's because I like didn't know what edging was and I was just like and like was trying to like explain it. and then he's like oh some people are just like don't don't like don't get it like just like close mind or something I was just like I'm gonna throw up right now you are oh my god you unwashed man sitting on this lawn in a circle with us telling us about how you love edging like Just no concept of what's appropriate. But it's the same with John Mayer, although I guess he's been celebrated enough, like rewarded with, with women and uh, enough women and attention and sex that he's been, he's gotten just the enough validation that he needs. He's delusional enough to shine it on and keep going. So I want to move on to his relationship with Jessica Simpson. And he said, that girl for me is a drug and drugs aren't good for you if you do lots of them. That girl's like crack cocaine to me. Sexually was crazy. That's all I'll say. It was like napalm, sexual napalm. Have you ever been with a girl who made you want to quit the rest of your life? Do you ever say I want to quit my life and just fucking snort you? If you charge me 10000 fuck you, I would start selling my shit just to keep fucking you. <laughs> I love how he said that's all I'll say at the beginning. And it was like, <laughs> oh, but I guess if you guys need me to keep going, I'll, okay, I'll twist my arm. I'll keep going. Um, it's like no one asked. Um, and so- Sam and I have both read Jessica Simpson's uh, memoir, and by read, I mean listened to the audiobook narrated by Jessica Simpson, which highly, highly, highly recommend. It was incredible. Um, everyone go listen. It, yeah, we, we like to unironically say that it should have won the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> yeah, it really should have. And <laughs> so good. You, yeah, I dare you to listen and disagree with us. It's actually, no, like, I, I know we like, we like to joke a lot on this pod, but it was actually <laughs> such, it was so well written. It was so deep and it was so incredible because she had so many things that she had wanted to say for 20 years, but just held on to them and let people make her the butt of the joke, cash in on everything, like on people thinking that she was stupid and then just let it all out in this book. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know, okay, so we know from this book, so she was horrified and shocked by these interviews, um, and she found out through it that he was sleeping with other people while he was sleeping with her, um, and she was doing this press tour, um, which was a serious documentary about women dying for beauty, of beauty standards, and she said it was just very degrading because the entire time, she just kept getting these quotes brought up to her on this press tour, and she actually had these quotes brought up to her for about three years, like in every single interview she did, and she had to change her number to move on from him permanently one of the best parts of her book was her airing him out I mean she really she got so far into it and it was like the amount of just like what a what a dumb fuck boy he was was just so beautifully captured by her like airing him out but not in this like fiery like this was recent I'm here getting my revenge it was just like here's me with my happy life reflecting back on the times when I would break up with him and then he would just be in my parents' backyard with his guitar singing your body's a wonderland and I would show up and be like, John, what are you doing here? And they and his and her parents would be like, we just have to let him in. He's just so charming. <laughs> yeah, I um I pulled some quotes from because I just had to re-listen to it today just to remind myself of their toxic relationship. Also when I was thinking about Taylor Swift, who he dated right after he dated Jessica Simpson. Um 
So Jess says about John, um, he loved me when I was shining and drew strength and inspiration to write from that light. He would grill me on my life, past choices and relationships and criticize me. He would tell me that my true self was so much greater than the person I was settling on being. Um, he broke up with her nine times over email and then he would come back and say, oh, I realized I actually do love you. And she said she would always take him back. And she one time wrote him this like gushing letter, thanking him for realizing she was worthy of love. And um, she was always just trying to jump through his hoops and he would make her feel dumb and put her down. And uh, she stopped understanding what was real or imaginary. And he would bring up past boyfriends to like get jealous or shame her. And then she has this like one anecdote that I think really sums it up where she was supposed to sing for Dolly Parton at a huge Kennedy Center event in front of the president and like everyone. And he dumped her via email at 10 p.m. right before, you know, the night before and then sent her a song like an hour after that, like like a love song. And then he turned off his phone. And so he would play these like games and then he knew that it would make her like stay up all night crying and upsetting. And she was also battling a drinking problem at this time. So in the morning she started drinking and then he finally called her back and they got into a huge fight right before she went on stage and she was like crying and drunk. And then she fucked up so bad. She like blanked the song out and they had to like cut her out of the broadcast. And like basically her therapist later told her that the kind of person who, um, tries to sabotage you like right before really important things and like make that about themselves is like a really manipulative person who doesn't love you yeah and incredibly oh sorry go ahead and I was just gonna say what you said like how he would show up at her parents house and like um this was when they were broken up and she was dating Tony Romo and John was like jealous of that so he started getting closer to Jessica's parents and her staff and telling everybody in her life and her friends that he loved her and he had changed and he needed to get her back. And then um, he one time sent her an email that said, I can't get the shower door to work at your parents' house. And Tony did see the email like on her phone and flipped out and dumped her immediately. Um, so like, it feels like he got exactly what he wanted. And then when she was like defeated and went over to his house to talk to her, he was like, Uh, John Mayer John was like oh you don't get me yet like after all of that he just wanted to like see her suffer and created drama but he he did he wanted to create drama and the other thing that really stuck with me from Jessica Simpson's book was how basically this was the early 2000s so for those of you who are our age or older you remember this that this time truly was it was okay for if a woman was blonde and in the public eye you could be like what a dumb stupid idiot what a fat whale of an idiot woman like that was like it was fine to say about Britney Spears Jessica Simpson like anyone and and you could just you know it was it was a time where misogyny was was rampant and there was sort of this bimbo era but it wasn't like how it is now where it's like in an empowered way and so John Mayer really played like he he really described her as this person who wasn't cool in his eyes because he was trying to be a serious musician and she did pop and that's not his vibe and so he's too cool for that but then when she would do achieve something incredible he would come he would come back and give her attention but do it in a way playing games like just like the worst kind of fuck boy and just being like I'll lower myself to like you know, hang with the pop girlies the ditzy pop girlies because you're fun to have sex with and then I, I gotta go and I gotta do my serious musician things you know that's that's he's that kind of girl 
<laughs> yeah, he is. And then like their final breakup was basically in like 2009 ish. And, um, and then in early 2010, uh, this is when John Mayer and Taylor Swift were kind of seen together. And he first like presented Taylor with an award at the songwriters hall of fame ceremony. And he was like, you could put her in a time machine in any era and she would have a hit record. Don't confuse everybody loving one thing as hype. Sometimes that's everyone agreeing that it's fabulous and like going on and on about how talented she was and that he wanted to make a song with her. And then they did make that song. And then like things went bad real quick, as you can see reflected in the song, Dear John, which um, I think we should take a look at some of the lyrics from. Yeah, I, I started yeah. listening to it obsessively when I read Jessica Simpson's book because I was like, oh, it's like the exact same experience they're describing. And it's so emotional. Um, so some randomly selected lyrics from Dear John. Um, I lived in your chess game, but you changed the rules every day. Wondering which version of you I might get on the phone. Well, maybe it's me and my blind optimism to blame. Maybe it's you and your sick need to give love, then take it away. And you'll add my name to your long list of traitors who don't understand. And I'll look back and regret how I ignored when they said, run as fast as you can. Dear John, I see it all now that you're gone. Don't you think I was too young to be messed with? The girl in the dress cried the whole way home. Don't you think 19 is too young to be played by your dark, twisted games when I loved you? Um, Oh, you're an expert at sorry and keeping the lines blurry. Never impressed by me acing your tests. All the girls that you've run dry have tired, lifeless eyes because you burned them out. And they dated when she was 19 and he was 32. And here was his reaction when that song came out. And remember all the stuff he said about how talented she was. He's like, it made me feel terrible because I didn't deserve it. I'm pretty good at taking accountability now. And I never did anything to deserve that. It was a really lousy thing for her to do. I never got a phone call about it. I was caught off guard and it really humiliated me at a time when I'd already been dressed down. I mean, how would you feel if at the lowest you've ever been, someone kicked you even lower? As a songwriter, I think it's kind of cheap songwriting. I know she's the biggest thing in the world and I'm not trying to sink anybody's ship, but I think it's abusing your talent to rub your hands together and go, wait till he gets a load of this. That's bullshit. But then uh, he turned around and wrote his own goddamn song about yeah. her. So. Speaking of abusing his talent and cheap songwriting, I will read a few excerpts from his response, his diss track back to Taylor called Paper Dolls. <laughs> or Paper Dolls. I'm sorry, Paper Doll. I will just admit that I liked this song when it first came out, but I didn't know what I know now. So it's like the gaslighting fuckboy anthem. Um, hey, everyone. We're back. We just realized I wasn't using my mic the whole time. I was just using my computer speakers uh, by accident, even though I was plugged in. So that's just the type of uh, <laughs> that's just the type of operation we're running here. We're doing our best. One line was sure was fun being good to you, which just oh, I did my best. And I, you know, it was fun being good to you. And like, too bad you didn't appreciate it. The mint green is new for spring. My love didn't cost a thing. You're like 22 girls in one and none of them know what they're running from. Was it just too much to fall for a little paper doll? So just diminishing her and just, it's like basically being like, I'm sorry, you're so crazy. Like too bad you weren't, you know, in a good place to receive my love. And it was really fun being good to you, but you know, uh, and like strap, it's very- in, strap into strap into some heels that hurt 
should you should have kept my undershirt like oh it's very debatable as to whether he was even good to her no he was not good to her but his whole <laughs> thing was like so i'm sorry i was so good to you and like i'm sorry you're so crazy and i'm sorry you're 22 girls in one and none of them knows what they're running from like yeah john you dated someone who was a little girl like you dated someone who was 10 years younger than her than you and you messed around with them and they're freaking out and then you're like yeah i think it was like 13 years younger um she was you know she was a teenager he was a full-blown adult so yeah (sighs) so yeah we we do not we do not stand although i did at the time i did (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's the other thing if you guys are like sometimes we're hating on someone and you're and and you guys will write to me and be like i was a fan of this person and i feel embarrassed it's like look i we have had our problematic faves we probably still do like we just spend all this time researching what's going on with with these folks but it's not like it's not on front page news necessarily like if you're not obsessively researching you're not necessarily going to pick up on it so you know don't don't be too hard on yourself Yeah, this is what he says about all his exes hating him. If I date nine more girls before I get married, which I think would be completely appropriate, then I would get nine more spats of character assassination. I don't equate sex with release. I equate it with tension. It's given me a lot of pause. Somewhere in my brain, it's probably really fucked me up. I consider myself a good guy with the best of intentions. Anybody who's ever been in a relationship with me would stand by the fact that I've never been callous. I've never been a bad boy. I may have taken someone through the ringer psychologically, but I've never been sinister. <laughs> uh, what the hell? I hate, him so, I hate him so much. I hate him so much. <laughs> and we haven't even like, we haven't even gotten into like the, the racism and homophobia no i know and like i know you're like a fan of his music and lots of people i respect i was a fan okay or somewhat somewhat you can appreciate it and a lot of people i respect are as well but i just have to say i think how all his like biggest songs are about like girls and romance and sex and stuff i i I just think it's it's corny as fuck like i hate that song that's like fathers be good to your daughters why why so that so that a sick person like you can come along and take advantage of their trust no, you know what's fucked up about that song? So, of course, I was a fan of Daughters back in the day. I think most of us were. Uh, fathers be good to your daughters because girls become lovers who turn into mothers. That's why you have to be good to women because they might be mommy someday. And they have to be and good lovers mommy. to John Mayer. To John or mommy Mayer. to John Mayer. <laughs> or mommy to John Mayer. Or yeah. both. Because he clearly wants... Gonna... Yeah, he wants a little of both. Who are you going to be to John Mayer? And you can't be a crazy girl, like one who's been messed up by her dad issues. Like, that's what that song is. And it's all put in this, like, it's like melodic bullshit of like, (laughs) hey, be good to those ladies. Because I've met a lot of messed up ones with dad issues and they're they're no fun. It's like, fellas, take one for the team and uh, tear up nice for me. (laughs) John. god should we uh should we get on to his next uh scandalous quote of course so let's let's take it back so this is the same interview in which he called jessica simpson sexual napalm he said i'm not going to go on and then went on and said too much uh then he said this about uh kissing a man 
The only man I've kissed is Perez Hilton. It was New Year's Eve and I decided to go out and destroy myself. I was dating Jessica at the time and I remember seeing Perez Hilton flitting around this club and acting as though he had just invented homosexuality. Okay. All of, <laughs> all of a sudden I thought, I can out-gay this guy right now. I grabbed him and gave him the dirtiest, tongiest kiss I would ever put on anybody. Almost as if I hated fags. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't think my mouth was even touching when I was tongue kissing him. That's how disgusting this kiss was. I'm a little ashamed. I think it lasted about half a minute. I really think it went on too long. That's okay. um, called sexual assault. <laughs> That's called sexual assault. Also saying this and being like, I was so embarrassed. Like I'm so, I did so silly things. It's like, you're telling everyone, first of all, you're telling Playboy, you're not embarrassed because you're broadcasting it publicly. Mm -hmm. um, you're talking about it in the most depraved, like you kiss someone at a party, at a New Year's Eve party, when everyone's wasted, debaucherous things happen. But the way that you're like, you're celebrating it and then being like, I was so embarrassed. Like, oh, it's like he, it's like he gets off on being shamed, like by like unveiling his shame or maybe he's shameless. Well, and, and just his description of like how he like, he was like so disgusted and like hateful towards like someone who seemed like flamboyant to him that he needed to tongue them down so hard that they'll like, yeah, be well, like, I mean, I don't Perez, know. Hilton, Perez Hilton sucks, but saying he was acting as though he had just invented homosexuality. What does that mean? Oh well, yeah. He's saying like, he's acting so gay. I needed to go out gay. Like it was, it's like a weird, like hate fuck, like homophobic, like creepy rapey I, it's such a bad quote it's he was such so a bad boy and i needed to sexually assault him yeah to exactly show him, to show him what's up like exactly it's like being like oh like you should have seen what she was wearing like she was asking for it yeah Perez hilton was asking for it in his view and he gave it to him and Perez hilton no yeah, i'm not I'm, defending him but he no, does no, not no. need to be sexually assaulted. no 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 <laughs> i'm saying like uh, yeah i mean they're both <laughs> well it's just they're both known for like completely crossing people's boundaries both of them like during that time Perez Hilton was posting like photos of minors and upskirt like they they both just were people known for like flagrant disregard for any sort of boundaries and and then they collided at a new year's eve party and yeah yeah just disgusting so he really thought that the world needed to know about that um on top of knowing about just uh, the ins and outs of uh, what it was like to have sex with Jessica Simpson, but he was not done yet. <laughs> he said, you know what? <laughs> I need to say a little more of what's on my mind uh, and talk about his thoughts on black people. So he said this and keep in mind, this was at a time when uh, you could get away with a lot more racism than you can now, but not this level. So he said, black people love me. Somebody asked me the other day what does it feel like now to have a hood pass and by the way it's sort of a contradiction in terms because if you really had a hood pass you could call it an n-word pass and then he went on to say oh my fucking god do and then they said do black women throw themselves at you and he said i don't think i open myself to it he called his dick a white supremacist and then he said he's got a benetton heart and a David Duke. <laughs> I'm going to, st he said, I'm going to start dating someone separately for my dick. Every white dude loved Hillary from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and Carrie Washington. She's super hot and she's also white girl crazy. Carrie Washington would break your heart like a white girl, 
just all of a sudden she'd be like, yeah, I sucked his dick or whatever. And you'd be like, what? We weren't talking about that. That's like heartbreak warfare is all about when a girl uses jealousy as a tactic. End quote. End. <laughs> End life and <laughs> my life right now like yeah I'm um, done I've heard enough uh I'm ready to go live in a cave like I yeah. want to be I want to never hear anything like this that again. interview was enough to make you like shut your magazine shut your computer throw it in the river <laughs> go down the street start a new life like it, it's the most oh my god like what's to say like it, it's really all there that's he, bad that is <laughs> we don't like that <laughs> it's so bad and it, imagine reading that if you're carrie washington you're like he said what about me yeah like he said leave? i'm hot but i'm crazy like a white girl and i would randomly tell someone that i sucked another guy's dick because i'm a crazy bitch like what like, leave carrie washington out of it leave jessica simpson out of it even leave Perez hilton at leave don't interact with anyone ever no, again. But Carrie Washington was ostensibly a complete stranger to him at this point. He had certainly never dated her. He he doesn't know her. So like, it's so especially like, oh my God, I don't even it, know what's worse. Slandering is, someone you dated or saying something horrible about someone you don't know. So bad. So this is what I keep coming back to um, as we investigate these celebrities is that I don't believe in the prison system. And I think that, um, you know, it needs to be abolished except for maybe just maintained, but for these types of things like this, this to me is grounds for being locked away 23 hours a day, getting one hour of like sunlight in the yard and like going back into your cell and like never being allowed to like interact with anyone ever again. Yeah. And he like kind of did self-imposed jail for a couple of years, except his jail was like being on like a Montana ranch and like you know, just drowning in like whiskey and girls and making a few country albums. Dating Katy Perry. Yeah, and it, right. And those like in a few, he dated her for a few years. Yeah, she was on the same album where he did that Taylor Swift diss track, where which is with a song called "You Love Who You Love, Who You Love, Who You Love." Who you... Ugh, I'm sorry. She loves a broken bird. Um, <laughs> well, Katy Perry's a bit of a broken bird, and she's been open about that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad they're not together. I'm glad. I hope John Mayer dies alone. Yeah. Sorry. Me too. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm not sorry. And I, yeah, I second that and uh, I feel no remorse and I mean it. So, (laughs) yeah, he's an old school, misogynistic, sexist, chauvinist pig. (laughs) Yeah. And he just, so he is, and he has this way of popping up every now and again and doing this sort of like puppy dog with his tail between his legs, like, oh gosh, oh geez well, here I am. And like, you know, I'm just doing my best. And, and, and he did that, you know, recently with posting, um, he posted a, a quote from some Taylor Swift fan telling him to kill himself. And he said, like, do you really want that? I just, I was just wanting to know, I, I don't hate you. In fact, like, I have no problem with you, but like, is that what you believe? And they were like, oh my God, I, I didn't think you'd respond. He's like, look, it's, it's no problem. I just genuinely am curiously inquiring. And it's like, all right, look, no one enjoys getting millions of death threats from millions of Swifties. That's just a fact. And what's funny is that this wasn't even like it didn't even come from the album that Dear John was on. It was just from Red happening and people 
resurrecting the Jake Gyllenhaal feud and then remembering all the other people that have wronged her and he just got swept up in it and he Mm -hmm. is booked and busy he's you know he's working he's got tons of fans I I just saw someone that I follow on Instagram posted hit them seeing his show this week in a huge stadium tour like Mm -hmm. he's doing very well for himself he's doing really really well he just had to cut down on how many interviews he gave um like his and and just take take a little vacation like but do you really think the kind of person who would say these quotes would change um in the short of time he hasn't and he's never even said that he has like his big his closest thing to an apology was he apologized for literally saying the n-word um and he or he said my gps was off like i wasn't self-aware when i did those interviews i thought i was being funny um that's not the kind of a like that's just not enough no it's not enough it's not enough and no it certainly isn't and that's the thing yeah he's unapologetic but even if he was apologetic like i just don't think people change that much no i really no, don't think exactly he showed what he changes that much and that's coming from like you know we've both done a lot of work on ourselves gone to therapy it's like you can shine what you got but there's just fundamental parts of yourself that make up the base and his are completely rotted to use the beyond the blinds turn yeah like he's he doesn't have the motivation to truly humble himself and change um and he hasn't he's i think he's still the same arrogant um manipulative person bigoted person that we've always known him to be so i i can't stand him and it hurt me to see those i saw those same videos from his from his concert and and yeah people that we respect are huge fans of his but i never ever will be yeah and and like i think that i mean we all mature we all mature as we grow older and there's a lot of men that definitely clean up their act but for those who are manipulative, that is one quality that once someone exhibits consistent manipulative behavior, I don't think that changes. I think that comes from a very, very dark place. And it's not like you, that's something that you, like, you can't change your stripes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. He, he really was, has shown himself to get off on emotionally torturing people. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can be like, like you can become like a better listener, a better, you know, like you can improve yourself in that way. You can be more and, yeah. sensitive to your partner's needs. There's things like that that can definitely significantly improve over time. But something like, yeah, getting off on the torture of your victims, aka like your girlfriend at the time, the, uh, there's only so much you can polish a turd. And he's just a human like <laughs> guitar playing turd. Like, really? Yeah. Just a big old turd. Uh, I yeah. think that's a, great place to end it for today so that's our show for today um so thank you so much for subscribing patreon subscribers you're supporting our work and you're making this whole thing go round um if you're not already follow me on instagram at it's become a whole thing follow sam at sammy whole thing okay this is this is crucial this is (laughs) um (laughs) are we in the triple dig yet we're we're in the double dig okay we're in the double dig we're going to get into the triple dig this week. I'm manifesting it. It's happening. Uh, follow <laughs> me on TikTok at uh, It's Become a Whole Thing. Don't follow Sam on Reddit because that's her secret <laughs> burner account. <laughs> and that's it for today.
Love you guys. Au revoir, mes amours.